Welcome to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Three things must be approached with caution. The goat, the donkey, and the fool. Today we are living in an apostolic world, not the world of Christendom that existed 50 years ago. Goats, donkeys, and fools are running the world now. This was written on a napkin I found in a diner that served the greatest biscuits and gravy ever found. Don't approach a goat from the front, a donkey from the back, or a fool from any side. The goat is the man who has given up on God, disbelieving that creation of things are contingent on something that has always existed. The idea that life after death is nothing more than a simple returning to the dust of the earth. Therefore, life has no meaning once we are pronounced dead. The donkey, on the other hand, believes in a God who is all about rules and tasks. But any reference to God as Father, Jesus as God the Son, and you get kicked in the head, calling your words blasphemy. Don't even dare bring up the Holy Spirit to the donkey. And the foolish, the one who refuses to participate in any conversation where God is in the subject line. Look, who wants to really follow the goats? I mean, come on. Our intellectual growth as a human race has done little to advance our ability to reason out the purpose for man's existence, right? But those who are willing to carry on a dialogue about man's purpose and equate it to the mission of the goat have forfeited every idea that our lives have meaning, our legacies have impact, or a newborn baby in the arms of its mother is that which is good and true and beautiful. If we all just end up as worm food, that is not a very inspiring concept. Man has countless examples of love stories that have required great sacrifice, courageous life-giving examples of inspiration, those who have persevered through unimaginable trials purely for the sake of others. The insight of the goat is that they did it all just to become worm food? Seemingly very short-sighted. As far as the donkey goes, people who approach the donkey within hearing distance recognize its lack of intelligence, strength, and often loud and stubborn behavior. However, they are smart enough in their approach not to be within striking distance and will probably ask the obvious question of the donkey. If someone defines God only as a taskmaster, using men to live and perform deeds that seem harsh to people outside your definitions, unlike the Christian God, who defined himself to mankind by loving the human race so much that he sent his son to redeem the broken connection that existed between God and man. Now, this seems like a fair question. The Christian God, the God of the Bible, which is the most well-read book in all of human history, is the only God who chose to live among us as a human, born through a human mother who conceived him by the Holy Spirit, raised by a human father, just so he could show us that he shared with all of our pain and angst and that he loved us. He was crucified, died, and buried. Over 500 people saw him after his resurrection. Some ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. It's factual. 1 Corinthians 15, Luke 24. Of course, if God is only a taskmaster, then it's easy for us to define him. Whereas if God is our father, he defines himself. The great character Mr. T always said, I pity the fool. Well, when the age of Christendom existed, there was a general idea that man had certain unalienable rights endowed by their creator the most basic of which being the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Many different philosophical, social, and of course scientific ideas have emerged in the world's fall from Christendom, but the average man still has the sense of his liking those personal rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The reason they are rights, of course, are the simple fact that they are endowed by God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, yes, the Creator. Are you catching the irony here? To believe that something exists and not believe in how or what or why it was created by uniformly refusing to discuss the matter is like the man who buys soap and refuses to bathe, choosing only to complain about his personal body odor. The man who wrote this on the napkin ended with these words. As you know quite well, the war horse is a rare breed. The clash of steel and the weight of the armor, the smoke on the horizon, brings life to both horse and rider. Yes, it was a rare breed that carried the true knight. God never seems to pick the qualified to run. Think of Abraham, Jacob, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah. God uses whom he chooses, and with every act induces him to try his splendor out. Yes, God knows what he's about, says Oswald Chambers. Men, the world is not looking for heroes. Men who will run with the horses. Men who will accept responsibility and lead courageously. No. The world is hoping that men will be fools, choosing a lesser path, mounting up on goats and donkeys instead of saddling up on the rare breed, embarking on a hero's journey. In this new apostolic age that we are now living in, true knights are a minority. Oswald Chambers said it best, work out what God has worked in you. Your personal will agrees with God, but in your flesh, there is a nature that renders you powerless. Some will choose the less challenging path of men and grow weary. God said to Jeremiah, if you have grown tired of walking with men, how will you ever run with the horses. The most profound thing in a person is their will, not sin. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, iHeart Podcasts. Let us strive to run with the horses. Dominus. Vobiscum.